Neutrality is not an option. As Annalena said, there is no neutral position when it comes to uh, a war of aggression. Uh, there is no balance. Western governments have effectively told the world, you're either with us or you're against us. The foreign ministers of the United States, Germany and Ukraine made comments in which they said that the world cannot be neutral over the proxy war in Ukraine. Essentially, the West is telling the global South, you have to join us or you're our enemy. You're with Russia. These were comments that were made at the Munich Security Conference on February 18th. This is a conference that is held every year in Germany, and it brings together Western leaders, including heads of state, but also especially military leaders and corporate leaders and NATO. It's, it's effectively a NATO conference. And there was this, uh, an event held featuring Antony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State, the German Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbach, and the Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitro Kuleba. The U.S. State Department published an official transcript of this meeting on its website, and you can see here they all these three foreign ministers criticize neutrality. They say neutrality is not an option. You have to give weapons to Ukraine. There is no neutral position. You really can't be neutral. Neutrality is not an option. As Annalena said, there is no neutral position. I have an article about this over at geopoliticaleconomy.com. I will link to it in the description below and you can find all of the sources that I discussed today. Now, we should keep in mind here that Germany's foreign minister, Annalena Baerbach, is extremely hawkish. She's a neoconservative, and she gave a speech in January at the Council of Europe in which she said, quote, we are fighting a war against Russia. We are fighting a war against Russia. We can fight this war only together. So when the German foreign minister criticizes neutrality, she's saying that you have to join us in this war against Russia. In her comments at the Munich Security Conference, she said neutrality is not an option. And she said that the world has to give ammunition to Ukraine. Neutrality is not an option because then you are standing on the side of the aggressor. And this is a plea we are also giving next week to the world again. Please take a side, a side for peace, a side for Ukraine, a side for the humanitarian international law. And these times this means also delivering ammunition so Ukraine can defend ourselves. After Baerbach said that, her comments were repeated by U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. He said, there is no neutral position. You cannot be neutral. As Annalena said, there is no neutral position when it comes to uh, a war of aggression. Uh, there is no balance. We're constantly engaged with partners around the world who um, have different uh, perspectives on this, different ways that they can help. And from our perspective, first of all, again, you really can't be neutral. And in his response, Antony Blinken was responding to a question from a journalist from Saudi Arabia. And he said that Saudi Arabia has taken a semi-neutral position. We did not support the invasion. They condemned the Russian invasion, but we decided not to cut relations with Russia or China. That has been the position of the vast majority of countries on Earth which are in the Global South. I'll come back to that point in a bit here. The most disgusting comment, which was just blatantly, honestly racist, came from 
the Ukrainian foreign minister, Dmitry Kuleba, and he said that we've seen an unprecedented unity on one part of the world that stands for principles and rules. So he's saying the West. He's saying that the West stands for principles and rules, whereas the global South are apparently, according to the Ukrainian foreign minister, barbarians and are lawless. And he said in other parts of the world, he's referring to the global South, which is the vast majority of the global population, over 6 billion people. He says some of them are neutral, which means effectively the support of Russia. Yes, we see an unprecedented unity of one part of the world that stands for principles and rules this world is based on. But we also see other parts of the world. Some are neutral, which means effectively, you know, the support of Russia. Some are calling uh, on uh, to seize the uh, supply of weapons to Ukraine, which also means that Russia is going to win. Now, the Joe Biden administration loves to talk about multilateralism and the rules-based order and all of this, you know, discursive propaganda that they're not actually committed to. But the reality is that their ideology, their unipolar, hegemonic, imperialist ideology is the same as that of George W. Bush, who famously said, you're either with us or you're against us. You're with us or you're with the terrorists. Every nation in every region now has a decision to make. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. So when Anthony Blinken says the world can't be neutral, that's the exact same ideology. And he might couch it in, in the rhetoric of multilateralism and the rules-based international order, but really they just mean the US-based, the US-led, the US-controlled international order of US unipolar imperialist hegemony controlling the planet. And it, there's, there's actually no substantial difference between George Bush's ideology and Anthony Blinken's ideology. The only difference is that George Bush was a, a very bad public speaker and said things that were often very dumb. This is a map of countries around the world that have imposed sanctions on Russia over the war in Ukraine. They represent 13% of the global population. That is 87% of the global population has not joined in these sanctions on Russia. And this is what the US refers to as the international community. It's the US, Canada, Europe, Australia, South Korea, and Japan. And of course, South Korea and Japan have been militarily occupied by the US since the 1940s or 50s. It's, they represent slightly over 1 billion people out of a planet of 8 billion people. And according to Ukraine's foreign minister, Kuleba, these are the only countries on earth that, that supposedly respect principles and rules. According to him, every, all the global South are just barbarians. I mean, this is the blatant kind of racism that is behind this Western rhetoric saying you're either with us or you're against us. Now, I've been constantly repeating this for a year, ever since Russia invaded in February 2022. I've pointed out in report after report that the vast majority of the world population lives in the global South and they have been neutral in this proxy war. The U.S. and Europe have been trying to pressure countries in Latin America to send weapons to Ukraine, and all of them have refused to do so. Brazil, Colombia, Mexico, Argentina, they're all neutral.
And in fact, one day before this meeting was held at the Munich Security Conference, French state media, France 24, you know, uh, French state propaganda, they published an article criticizing the Global South, condemning the Global South for being neutral. It's titled, Ukraine War Exposes Splits Between Global South, Global North and, and South. And they wrote, quote, over the past year, most Global South countries adopted a position of studied neutrality on the war in Ukraine. And then they proceed to constantly criticize the Global South, not so neutral and all this. And this French state propaganda in particular criticized the Global South for calling for a multipolar world. It wrote, quote, what binds this diverse group together is the quest for a multipolar world stacked against the unipolar hegemony of the West. And of course, they wrote unipolar hegemony in scare quotes. And they said, it also happens to be Russia's favorite talking point. So this is the response of French state propaganda to the global south demanding equality, demanding independence, demanding multipolarity. They say, you're all dumb. You all don't actually respect international law. We are superior to you. That is the West response. It is racism and it is neo-colonialist. There are about 8 billion people on the planet and over 6 billion people live in countries that are neutral, that refuse to take the West side in this proxy war. Let, let me, I made a list here, and this is in the, the sources in the article below at geopoliticaleconomy.com. Let me name the, some of the countries, just some of them, because I'm not going to spend all day here naming the vast majority of countries on Earth. Here are some of the countries and their populations that are neutral in the proxy war in Ukraine. China, 1.4 billion people. India, 1.4 billion people. Indonesia, 276 million people. The three of those countries together have 3 billion people, and they're all neutral. Pakistan, over 200 million. Nigeria, over 200 million. Brazil, Bangladesh, 200 million, 170 million. Mexico, 130 million. Ethiopia, over 100 million. Egypt, over 100 million. Vietnam, 100 million. Iran, 86 million. Even Turkey, formerly known as Turkey, which is a member, of a member of NATO, 85 million. Thailand, 67 million. Tanzania, South Africa, Kenya, Argentina, Algeria, Sudan, Uganda, Iraq. The list goes on and on. They represent more than 6 billion people on earth, and they are neutral in this proxy war in Ukraine. And yet, the West, which represents only around 1 billion people, claims to speak on behalf of the global population and is telling the rest of the world, you're either with us or you're against us. If you don't support this war, you're an enemy. You're a terrorist. It, this is the Western racist neo-colonialist ideology. And this is why in Russia, Russia refers to this as the golden billion. Th this is the one billion population represented by these countries that are the imperialist countries that became rich through colonial conquest, through stealing the wealth of the global south, through colonialism, through exploiting the cheap labor of workers in the global south, through slavery, through war. And the, this, one billion, uh, these, this one billion population of countries in the global north thinks that the other seven billion in the vast majority of the rest of the planet are barbarians and they don't follow principles and rules, as Ukraine's foreign minister said. 
This inconvenient fact was actually admitted by two former U.S. diplomats. They're not current U.S. diplomats, two former U.S. diplomats who admitted that 87% of the global population is in countries that do not support the West's new Cold War on Russia and also China. Here's the article in Newsweek published back in September by former U.S. diplomats Michael Gfoller and David Rundle. It's titled, Nearly 90% of the world is not following us on Ukraine. They write, 87% of the world's population has declined to follow us. Economic sanctions have united our adversaries in shared resistance. Less predictably, the outbreak of Cold War II has also led countries that were once partners or non-aligned to become increasingly multi-aligned. Now, they're former diplomats because they wouldn't be allowed to say this if they were still U.S. diplomats because the U.S. State Department is against the, the vast majority of the planet. Britain's elite newspaper, The Guardian, admitted this also in March 2022 in an article that was angrily criticizing Africa because the vast majority of countries in Africa, almost all of them, have been neutral in the proxy war in Ukraine. The article is titled Cold War Echoes as African leaders resist criticizing Putin's war. That's actually not entirely true. Many of them have criticized the war, which I'll get to in a second, but they're neutral. They refuse to take the West side. And the West says that if you're not with us, you're against us. And they say that the, the Guardian complains that many African leaders, quote, remember Moscow's support for liberation from colonial rule and a strong anti-imperialist feeling remains. And when they say Moscow, they mean, of course, the former Soviet Union specifically that helped fight against colonialism and opposed apartheid. The Guardian notes that many countries on the African continent have called for peace, but blamed NATO's eastward expansion for the war, which is objectively the cause of it. Even former U.S. ambassador in Russia, current CIA director William Burns, admitted back in 2008, he wrote an embassy cable that we have thanks to WikiLeaks in which he said that if, the U if NATO expanded to Ukraine, it would create a civil war that would force Russia to intervene. And The Guardian points out that many African countries are complaining of Western double standards. They put that in scare quotes, of course, and resisting calls to criticize Russia. And almost all countries on the African continent are members of the non-aligned movement. This is a map showing countries in the world that are part of the non-aligned movement. The dark blue countries are official member states. The light blue countries are observers of the non-aligned movement. And it's basically all the global south. And the West has been waging war on the non-aligned movement ever since it was founded in 1961. This is a photo showing the founders of the non-aligned movement. All of them were socialists, were leftists, which is why the West, the imperialist capitalist West, has always opposed them and organized coups against them and tried to assassinate them. And here you have uh, Nehru, the socialist founding father of India who led independence against British colonialism. You have Kwame Nkrumah, the socialist founding father of Ghana who led the anti-colonial liberation struggle. He was a socialist and he was overthrown in a CIA-backed coup in 1966. You have Egypt's socialist leader, Gamal Abdel Nasser. He was also a target of many U.S. coup attempts and regime change, uh, assassination attempts, and they failed. They ultimately failed. And then you also have Tito, 
who was the uh, socialist leader of socialist Yugoslavia. And then finally, you have Sukarno, who was the socialist leader of Indonesia. And he was overthrown in a CIA-backed coup in 1965. And then the U.S. installed, backed a fascist dictator, Suharto, who committed genocide. In 1965 and 1966, he murdered between 1 million and 3 million leftist, communist, labor organizers. Anyone, anyone who had a left-wing bone in their body was assassinated by this fascist dictatorship backed by the U.S. And Sukarno had been a popular socialist leader who was very popular in Indonesia. And he was one of the co-founders of the non-aligned movement. So, I mean, the, the West has been waging war against the non-aligned movement since day one, and they're still doing it today. And that's why they're saying you cannot be neutral. You have to be our colonies. You have to be our slaves. That's what the, that's what the, glo the global north is saying to the global south. You have to follow our orders or you're our enemy. As George Bush said, you're either with us or you're a terrorist. Ironically, Ukraine itself had been an observer state of the non-aligned movement. And Ukraine back in 2010 officially said that its government was non-aligned. But that was under the democratically elected president, Viktor Yanukovych, who was independent. He was not simply a Western puppet. And that's why in February of 2014, the U.S. sponsored a violent coup d'etat that in Ukraine that overthrew Ukraine's democratically elected president, Viktor Yanukovych, and installed a Western puppet regime. And then soon after the coup in 2014, Ukraine officially voted to end its non-aligned status. And then Ukraine announced that it was going to join NATO. So this explains why we're in the situation we're in today. It's because of Western aggression constantly expanding NATO right up in Russia's borders. And Ukraine had been a neutral state geopolitically. And that neutrality ended in 2014 with a U.S.-sponsored coup, which set off this civil war. Everyone knew this would happen if Ukraine stopped being non-aligned and was going to join NATO. The U.S. ambassador to Russia, William Burns, who is now CIA director, again, I repeat, he wrote in a 2008 embassy cable that we have thanks to WikiLeaks. He said, quote, that he said that if Ukraine joins NATO, quote, this includes fears that the issue could potentially split the country into leading to violence or even some claim civil war, which would force Russia to decide whether to intervene. This is exactly 100% what happened. And the U.S. ambassador to Russia, current CIA director William Burns, admitted it back in February 2008, years before the U.S.-backed coup in Ukraine in 2014. So this is the reality of the war in Ukraine. The West is isolated. They keep saying that, that Russia is isolated. The West is isolated. They are trying to wage war to maintain their unipolar imperialist hegemony, which French state media puts in scare quotes as if it's an imaginary conspiracy theory created by the Kremlin. Now, finally, I do want to conclude pointing out that this Western narrative that every global South country that is neutral is secretly, you know, a, a Putin puppet. That is also ridiculous. Many countries in the global South did condemn Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which did violate international law. They, these are countries that have been victims of invasions by the West.
like the Iraq War, the Afghanistan War, the Libya War, the Syria War, the Vietnam War, the Korean War, Western colonialism all across the world, British colonialism, German colonialism, Dutch colonialism, French colonialism. I mean, they understand what it's like being a victim of these wars, but they also understand that the West bears responsibility for starting this war with the coup in Ukraine, with NATO expansion. And if you look at the UN votes, the Global South has been consistent. In March 2022, many Global South countries did vote to either condemn the Russian invasion or they abstained. That is true. Now, there were a few countries that voted against the resolution, including Syria, the DPRK, Eritrea, Belarus, but many countries in the Global South were neutral, including Algeria, Angola, Armenia, Bangladesh, Burundi, Central African Republic, China, Congo, Cuba, El Salvador, Equatorial Guinea, India, Iran, Iraq, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Laos, Madagascar, Mali, Mongolia, Mozambique, Namibia, Nicaragua, Pakistan, Senegal, South Africa, South Sudan, Sri Lanka, Sudan, Tajikistan, Uganda, Tanzania, Vietnam, and Zimbabwe. They all abstained. So again, that doesn't mean that they're supporting the Russian invasion. Some of these countries in the global south condemn the Russian invasion. Some of them were, they abstain, which is neutrality. That's what neutrality is. Then there was an even more revealing vote in April in which the United Nations General Assembly voted on whether or not to suspend Russia from the Human Rights Council. And you can look at a map here and most of the countries that voted to condemn, to, 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 denounce, to expel Russia from the this Human Rights Council were Western countries. There were a few countries in the Global South especially a few countries in Africa, like Libya, which had its country destroyed by NATO in 2011. You also had Colombia and uh, Argentina and Chile. So, uh, but still many countries in the Global South abstained. Brazil abstained. Uh, Mexico abstained. Bolivia voted against it. India abstained. Saudi Arabia abstained. South Africa abstained. China voted against it. So again, this idea that the Global South is simply all Putin puppets, it's not true. Some countries in the Global South have voted to condemn Russia, but they're still neutral. Argentina voted to condemn Russia, but Argentina is still neutral. India has repeatedly abstained and India is neutral. India has very negative relations with China and the far right BJP government in India has taken an aggressive line against China, but they're neutral on Russia and on Ukraine. Turkey, a member of NATO, I mean, they did vote to condemn Russia at the UN, but Turkey has tried to sponsor peace talks. So again, this Western narrative that the Global South are all just Putin puppets because they won't follow Western orders reflects this racist neo-colonialist mentality that you're either with us or you're against us, you're with us or you're a terrorist. When the US, Germany, and Ukraine, when their foreign ministers tell the world, tell the global south, you cannot be neutral. Neutrality is not an option. It's very clear what they're saying. You need to subordinate yourselves to us. You have to go back to being our colonies. You are not intelligent enough to have your own independent foreign policy. You don't, as the foreign minister of Ukraine, Kleba claimed, you don't believe in rules and principles. We are the ones who make the rules. It's our rules-based order and you have to follow it. That's what they're saying. What they're saying is that colonialism did not end. They're trying to bring it back.